Hello, everybody, and welcome to I Started Listening. My name is Peyton Thomas. If we haven't met, if it's your birthday, happy birthday. Wow. Ugh, day of birth. But if it's not your birthday, happy today. Oh my gosh, it's such a good day. And you, my friend, are special. If I don't know you, uh, I want to meet you. So I leave my phone number, my email, and the social media accounts in the description below. So give me a call. Talk to me about your life. I want to hear from you. I want to know your name. I want to know your story. I'm serious. It's not just like me saying that. I actually do want you to call. So on Wednesday, that, that last episode that I posted, I give a giant update that I'm starting a kids I started listening. Because of my love for kids, I was like, let me just give like a five-minute episode paired with the normal episodes for the kids. And so today will be my second round. I hope it's going well. I've been getting some feedback. Uh, apparently, my voice changes a lot. Can't decide if I want to like stick with my kid voice or if I want to be more mature about it. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope your kids enjoyed it if they listened to it. So if you followed my journey at all over the course of this podcast, <laughs> the whole like one month I've done this podcast, you know that my life has been full of up and downs. Like right, right when this podcast started, I was in a pretty low spot. I had been fighting a lot of battles for the past couple of months. But since then, my life has, I've gotten some fun things happening, some ups instead of just some downs. I've heard it said before that you're either about to go into a battle you're in a battle or you just came out of a battle. And I, I kind of feel like I just came out of a battle. And because of this, I've kind of been reflecting a lot on what my life was like during that battle. And because of that, this episode was pretty hard to put into words. It's taken me a long time to create an outline for this podcast. Normally it doesn't take me very long, but this one I just couldn't seem to figure out what I was going to say, right? I had been through all these struggles, all these difficulties, these battles, and life was hard. And I wanted to somehow solve it for you over this podcast. If you're going through difficulties, you're going through hardships, you're having some up and downs. And I wanted to solve that for my listeners somehow. But what I've realized and the reason that it was so hard for me to write this episode was because... I don't have answers. And that's actually a really good thing, I think. Because we are all going through different things and it's impossible for me as a human to f give you the peace that you need. So these are just my thoughts. This episode are just my thoughts. This episode is just my thoughts as I navigate through life's difficulties retrospectively. As I look back and I see how I've grown, and what I've learned through the difficult times. It was hard because I was searching for answers, but what I've come to realize is that instead of searching for answers, I just need to listen. So, instead of searching for answers, I started listening, and this is what I'm hearing. So I live with three other 
students from Cal Poly, and we live at one of Cal Poly's ranches called Escuela Ranch. It's about 2,500-acre ranch. We have around 150 cows at any given point. And so we all share the interest of cattle. And one night, we received a phone call from the California Cattlemen's Association. And this phone call was kind of like a uh, meeting because it was COVID, so we can't have in-person meetings. But it was a meeting over the phone, and we listened to the California Cattlemen's Board discuss the issues going on in California in the in the beef cattle sector. It was very interesting to hear. It, it was kind of like a radio show where people could call in and ask questions, and then also they could give updates. So I don't even know how that technology worked over the phone, but whatever. Anyway, at the end, they had a Q&A. And during this Q&A, some, one of the ranchers somewhere in California called in and started telling the board in an effort to get some answers all the all these difficulties that he was having on his ranch, all the difficulties he was having with selling his calves, with, with uh, just his cattle overall, a lot of different difficulties. And at the end, he says, so is my, is my problem able to be solved or should I just switch to rabbits? <laughs> and we all started laughing <laughs> because that's freaking hilarious. And so now a running joke we have is whenever like something goes wrong on the ranch that we live on, we're just like, oh man, you know what we should do? We should switch to rabbits. <laughs> or like, oh man, the cows broke through that barbed wire fence. You know what wouldn't have broken through that barbed wire fence? Rabbits. <laughs> anyway, um, but what this guy was going through were very real difficulties and really, because uh, life's hard, you know? And that was kind of like a funny joke but in reality a lot of us have really difficult things going on in our life and that's kind of what I want to talk about today disclosure this episode I do talk about my faith in pretty much every episode this episode talks a lot about my faith but that's just kind of how I deal with struggles that's how I deal with life's difficulties and people I know uh, all deal with their struggles in a different, in a variety of different ways. And I choose Jesus, but that doesn't mean if faith isn't a big deal for you, that doesn't mean you need to log off because maybe, um, if faith isn't really your thing, maybe what I'm saying about God applies to you, like applies to whatever you turn to when life gets hard. So think about when life gets hard or when situations come up, what do you turn to? If you turn to anything, what do you turn to? And maybe some of these things I'm saying in my life about my faith and God, maybe they apply to uh, whatever you put your faith in. All right. So maybe you can just think about that as we go through the episode. Last episode on Wednesday called The Power of Presence, I told a story about Gary. Now, if you have not heard the story about Gary, stop this episode right now, go back and watch power, listen to Power of Presence. And then come back and then listen to this episode because this will make zero sense and have zero influence and inspiration and whatever else. This episode basically won't make sense unless you've listened to The Power of Presence first. I promised after telling the story of that morning I met with Gary, I promised that I would finish the story of this episode. Now, I kind of left it on a cliffhanger with Gary being sent off to Colorado with money in hand to pay for his first month's rent so that he could restart his life with his new job that his friend had promised him. 
And that's the last thing I said. So maybe if you remember me saying, tune in next episode for finishing this story, then this episode gets published and it's called Life is Hard. You may think, uh-oh, I had a lot of hope for this scary story. What is this going to be? Let me explain. Here's the rest of Gary's story. So on that Thursday, I send Gary off and he we end on awesome terms. Every few days after that, I call him to see if he has left for Colorado. He was going to hitchhike to Colorado. And then once he got there, he was going to invest in a place to rent or he was going to find a place to rent and start his job. About a week after we had met, he finally left for Colorado. And then a few days later, I called him and I said, hey, how's it going? To which he responded, well, I'm in a hospital in Las Vegas. I have another knee infection. The knee on the leg that he had to get amputated got reinfected and he couldn't even make it all the way to Colorado. He was in the hospital for a couple weeks and I called him every few days until eventually he says, hey, Peyton, they're not really treating me right here, but I've been researching and I found a hospital that will treat me better in Illinois. And he said, Peyton, can you help me get to Illinois? I said no. I don't know if this was the right decision or not. I didn't want, I don't think it's healthy for either party for one person just to be a vending machine. There's a book called When Helping Hurts, and it talks about how it needs to be a two-way street. I talked about last episode how one of my homeless friends that I met a couple months ago, we have a very good relationship. I believe we should give money if we know their name and we know their story, because that means they're giving they're giving up something of themselves for us. That way it's a mutual, mutually beneficial. But I said no to Gary. And I'd never knew if this was the right decision because I'd given him the money for his first month's rent in Colorado. And I thought, am I just giving up on him? Or like, is he, is this going to be an unhealthy relationship? Because I wanted it to be a healthy relationship. We hang up. And then a couple of weeks later, I call. And he doesn't respond. Then he texts me. Who is this? To which I replied, uh, it's Peyton from San Luis Obispo. And he was like, oh, I deleted your phone number from my phone. This is where I started to be like, okay, God, uh, I thought this was going to be like all glory to God. Like I thought this was going to be an awesome story. And then this guy just deleted my number. Like I did nothing for him. He called me later that day, not really interested in having a conversation with me, but he did let me know that he made it to that hospital in Illinois. I called him a a few months later, and he was still in Illinois, and then about three months ago, so it had been almost a year since we first met, I called him once again just to see where he was, what was going on. I left a message. He didn't pick up. I left a message, and he never responded. Now, there's so many questions that I had and still have. There's also a lot of questions that we all have with whatever difficult situations we have in our lives. 
I thought this was going to be a success story. I thought there's no way as good as this started, it's going to end any worse. I thought this was going to be like, let's show everybody God's glory, you know? This is the time. Look what God did. Isn't he awesome? And I also thought like, all right, God, you couldn't have made you couldn't have made it like a little bit easier, you know. I thought, does God not want to use me anymore? I feel like He used me so much that day that we met, and now it just feels like He doesn't. What happens when we think life is going awesomely, and then and like God is using us, and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan? What are we supposed to do? I still don't have answers. I'm still trying to process what happened. And as I'm trying to process what happens, I can feel God telling me, you can't use human standards to define my divine works. On earth, I feel like we have these set good and bad and a success and a failure. And I feel like God is like, don't, Don't belittle what I'm doing because it doesn't fit into your standards of a success. I feel him telling me, like, I did stuff that you have no idea that I did. And so what I'm learning is, one, I can't control what Gary does. I can't control what other people do, no matter how hard I try. But also I'm learning, and I did learn from this situation, love isn't a one-time thing. I, I feel like I could have stayed in contact more with him. I feel like whenever he asked me to send him to, to Illinois and I said no, I felt like emotionally I shut down instead of sticking with him for a relational, for more of a relational connection. And I also learned that even though Gary did this, I'm not the victim. I don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, now Gary... He treated you like this. He's a jerk, you know? This situation has taught me more than anything, like, dang, God loves Gary so much. And I still love Gary. And I don't know where he is or what's going on. But the moral of the story is, like, maybe that's one of the things I needed to learn. Was, like, I need to love people no matter what they do to me. It's so easy for us just to blame people for our situations. It would be easy for me to be like, yep, I totally helped Gary, and then all these bad things happened, and he deleted my name from his phone. Oh, I'm such a victim, right? There's no reason for loving him anymore. It would be so easy for me to say that, but you know what's hard? Loving Gary. You know what I'm going to try to do? Love Gary. That's what I'm learning. It isn't easy experiencing this, right, for all of us. And it definitely is not easy trying to find an answer. And that's still what I'm trying to find. But life is hard for all of us. Why does it seem like you have to work twice as hard as everybody else to get the same results, you know? Why does it seem like everybody else got the job they wanted? They got their dream job and you didn't. Why does it seem like you took the long route? 
like everyone just went straight to where they need to go and it seems like you're on this windy path to who knows where. Or like, why does it seem like you're the only people that you know that have to take your car to the shop every three weeks because it keeps breaking down you're spending so much money that you don't have? Why is life hard? And as I'm on this quest to not even just find answers to this question of why is life hard, but to just make sense of it and try to reflect, I'm starting to look for truths. Because I can't find answers, I'm going to look for truths. And maybe these truths will lead me to answers. Let me explain. If we ask ourselves the question, why did my car randomly stop in the middle of the road? We need to look for truths before we can find answers. For example, a truth is an engine needs gas. Eventually, we can get to our answer that for the tanks, like we need to fill up the car with gas. But first, we need to look at truths. A truth is the engine needs gas. Now, these truths that I'm about to tell you of what I'm experiencing, what I'm reflecting on, yes, I've read them, but I'm not going to tell you stuff I've just read. I'm going to tell you stuff that I've experienced. For example, we can all read that an engine needs gas, but do you really believe it until you've experienced that when the tank is on empty, your car doesn't run, and then when you fill it up with gas, it runs? It's the experience that leads to the strength of these truths. And I want to talk to you about the truths. One of the truths is that I want to look to my source, which is Jesus, which is God. Now, there are some truths about God. One, God is not a mediocre God. He is an extraordinary God. If he was a mediocre being, he would not be God because God is a superior being, which means he has to be extraordinary. Everyone's like, duh, Peyton. Well, moving off of that, it is outside of God's character to lose. If God ever loses a battle, that means he's not God because a God needs to be superior to all. So the truth that I've experienced and that I know is that God doesn't lose battles. And if God is on my side, that means whatever battle I'm in, and I'm fighting with him, I'm not going to lose. Now, life might be hard, but I'm not going to lose. There's this song that says this in the bridge, I'm pretty sure, but who knows? I don't really know music. It says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. So true and so good. There's so many times when life gets hard, and I feel like I'm just being beat up on all different directions, and God's saying, You may look like you're surrounded, but I'm surrounding you. God is surrounding you, which means you will have victory. Now, do I think God's like it's God's will for bad things to happen to you? Heck no. But I do know that because God is so powerful and God can't lose, he will use whatever the enemy meant for evil, and he'll turn that around and make it good. So whatever battle you're in, I serve a God that will take the brokenness and the hurt that you feel and he will turn it for good. Now, this varies by situation by situation on what this exactly looks like, but you can believe that whatever situation, whatever life is hard, the difficulties that you're encountering, whatever that is, God is going to use it for good. So in my Gary story, the fact that he didn't respond and deleted my name from his phone, that seems 
Those are difficulties, and it seems like no good came from it, if I'm being totally honest. What good could have come from it? But I know the truth that I've experienced in my life is that whatever the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn it for good. God's thoughts are greater than our thoughts, and sometimes we don't know what good is coming from it, but God knows. Sometimes we can't we can't base these successes on human success. Sometimes God turns it for good in a way only God knows, and we're trying to we're we're so limited by our human definitions of success, our human experiences that we don't realize the magnitude of God's goodness. I do know that God did not want these things to happen to you. But he does know that some good will come out of it. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Peyton, what good can come out of my situation? Like, you don't even know what happened to me. Compared to what you're talking about previously in this episode, that is that literally is nothing compared to what I'm going through right now. Peyton, what good can come out of my situation? I don't know. I don't know. But what I've come to realize is the first step as we ask ourselves this question is we need to listen for it. Like you might be like, cool, Peyton, you gave some cool like, you know, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you or God takes what the enemy meant for evil and turns it for good. Like, oh, those are some cool like lyrics from a song, you know? Yay, good news. Well, Peyton, my life is still hard and a couple of cool sayings isn't really going to change that. In my reflection, I've been asking myself a couple of questions and I'm trying to listen for their response. Because like I said, I'm not here to give you answers. I'm here to show you how I'm reflecting. And maybe you can ask yourself these questions. And remember, I don't have your answers. The first question I've been asking myself is, what if God allows certain areas in our life to be hard so that whatever we accomplish has to be because of him? Let me explain. The past few months have been hard, as you've heard from my podcast. Now, one of the reasons it's been hard that I've talked about, this isn't the only and main reason, but it is one of the reasons is my horse, Grace. She's so hard to train because it's not just a physical, it's very psychological. She has a hard and difficult past. Now, maybe, because normal ways of training don't work on her, which means the way that most people do it isn't going to work with her. The easy way isn't going to work with her. It's very difficult. Now, maybe, just maybe, God put grace in my life because he knows that whatever I accomplish with grace, it can't be by myself. So when people see how I treat grace and people see the way I interact with grace, the way I train grace, the progress grace has made, maybe they they realize that Peyton could not have done that by himself. Or maybe for you, you're trying to get this job. And you're trying and you're trying and you're trying and it's really hard and you feel like on the, you're on this windy path and everyone else is getting their dream job and you aren't. Well, maybe this path you're going on 
is going to be a path that proves that God had to have intervened. Or maybe you're struggling with an addiction. And maybe only God can save you. The second question I've been asking myself is, what if the hard experiences are actually just preparation? I no longer see like hard things that are going on in my life as, oh, this sucks. I'm now excited to see what growth will happen. That doesn't mean I don't mourn and I'm not sad, but it does mean I'm not going to let myself fall into depression because I have hard things going on in my life. Instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to return grace. I'm going to sell it right now. I'm thinking, wow, this has to be preparing me for something in my future. For example, I think to myself, what people am I going to encounter that grace has prepared me for? Grace, I'm pretty sure, has some type of traumatic past. She has a fear of independence She's insecure, and she has anxiety beyond belief. What kind of people am I going to encounter that grace has prepared me for? Or what is this addiction teaching you? Is it teaching you that nothing can fulfill you except God? Are you trying to break this yourself by your own willpower and you just can't? Are you going from one addiction to the next because you think that thing's going to fulfill you and then you just feel empty every time after and you have to keep going back and it's still feeling empty and empty and empty and you can't be fulfilled by anything? Maybe this hard situation is going to teach you that you can't be fulfilled except through God. I've made some big mistakes in my life. I've made these mistakes in my life and, and they sucked in the moment and looking back retrospectively, looking back Now, I see the blessing. Now, I wish I hadn't made those mistakes, but now I see that the people that I once judged for doing those mistakes, I can now relate to. The things I once judged people for, I did, and now I can relate to these people. Now I experience empathy, and now I don't feel arrogant. Maybe those hard situations are preparing you to love somebody in the future. To have empathy for someone in the future. Like I said, I'm not here to give answers. I'm learning, I'm observing, I'm listening. But the more I listen, the more answers and the more peace that I get within myself. I can't, one thing I can't give you is I can't give you peace. You're going to have to find out where your peace can come from. For me, it comes from my faith. But no answers are going to give you peace. So this week, I want to challenge you once again. I want to challenge you to listen to the great creator. See what the creator can do with your situation. You are his masterpiece. So ask him. What are you going to do? What are you painting in my life? How can I grow from what happened? But remember, don't just ask. You need to listen. Because I know sometimes it feels like life is just spitting in your face. 
But ask God or whatever else you believe in, whatever you put your faith in, your trust in, wherever you go to find your peace, ask that thing. Ask God, where are you? Ask him, what can I learn from this? And ask him for peace. All right, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. I know there wasn't answers, but that's just what I'm feeling. That's what I'm experiencing as I reflect. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you can relate. And I hope you ask some of the same questions as me. I hope you experience life situations and you've asked those questions. Because I think the first step to reflection is asking the questions. And then when we ask questions, we can reflect and then eventually find peace. And I don't know what you're going through. Like I say life is hard because I'm talking and I'm talking about a freaking horse, you know? And I know some of you out there are probably like, okay, Payne, you're talking about a freaking horse for why life is hard, but you have no idea what happened to me. Maybe you had a real tragedy. Maybe you have cancer. Maybe someone close to you passed away. I don't know. But that's why I can't give answers. That's why it's up to you to listen. But whatever you've gone through, I'm here to I'm here to sit. I'm here to listen. I'm here to laugh, to cry. So give me a call or call a friend that you trust even more than me. That's cool too. Because I'm here. We're here. You're not alone. Don't try to do this alone because you can't. As always, I'm going to end with a joke. I want to thank you for listening. Tune in next week. Joke of the week. This is a math joke, so if you don't get it, Ask a nerd. I poured root beer in a square glass. Now I just have beer. All right. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Bye.